five. The plan for this one is that Zoe, we've kind of written these slides and I'll sort of go through them and then Zoe and I will just sort of jump in and add bits and pieces as we go. Um, this, the, yeah, it's called Get Fucking Real About Your Time and Energy. The point is that we just wanted to really talk about, yeah, being realistic and evaluating this, I suppose. So, but I did want to kind of begin with an acknowledgement of this is totally coming from a place of privilege, which I acknowledge and I understand. Um, myself, my family setup, we're not super rich, but we are well off enough that I don't have to be in a full-time job. And actually, if I did, if I was in a full-time job, we would simply be paying for childcare because we have so many children. Um, but that is still a massive place of privilege. So I completely understand that. And I also wanted to say that what we're talking about here is not going to be prescriptive in any way, shape or form. This is totally going to be sort of some reflective questions, some re reflective sort of ideas, things to think about. And so everything, the answers are going to look completely different for each person here. My way is not your way. Someone else's way is not your way. And I think that's where some of this is coming from as well. Zoe and I were just saying a minute ago, a lot of this comes from a place of comparisonitis where we're looking at other people, especially in VIP, where we're seeing successful businesses, whatever that means, and saying, well, I should be doing Da, 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 da. but that's sort of the complete opposite of this the idea is to be reflective and figure out what it is that works for you um yeah so what do we mean by get real with your time and energy well there is simply a limit on the amount of time that you have and the amount of energy you have those are the facts um and so it's totally worth considering where are you choosing to spend both things if you consider them commodities to spend? Uh, I was listening to, I think it was the Feel Better Live More podcast, my favourite podcast. I can't remember who the guest was, but it was a question. It was like, if you want to know what someone values, ask them to go through their bank statement and where is all the money going? The same could be said for their time and energy. If you looked at where your time and energy go, are you happy with that? Does it represent your values, your likes, your loves? So if you looked at my bank statement, it would just say Asda on repeat because I'm constantly buying food for my children. I don't know if that's reflective of my values. I guess it is <laughs> sad. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's a really interesting one to do and totally worth doing. And then are you aware of what drains you of time and energy? And do you refill your energy tank if you're spending it in places that you don't want to be spending? Hmm. Okay. Resentment versus reality. Resentment drains me of my energy and of my time because if I have to, if I have a job to do that I don't want to do, it takes me twice as long. I hate it. I don't feel like I've done a good job. And I just generally want to be doing something else. But can we just say we'll never do those jobs? Sadly not. But it may be worth taking some time to identify things that do bring you resentment. So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine last week, she's just done her IBCLC exam and she wants to start, you know, promoting her when she's ready, when she's kind of got the results and stuff and sort of that side of things out. She wants to start promoting her business, but things like social media bring her huge levels of resentment. She just doesn't want to be doing it. Um, are they integral to her business? Well, she's not a content creator, so they don't have to be, but she's got to find a way of doing it that doesn't bring her resentment, that sort of balances that energy. 
I do think it's worth questioning do you need to do the jobs and if you do need to do the jobs are you getting some kind of payment for it as in either actual money for doing that job that you maybe don't want to do or is it paying you indirectly because this is part of the foundational nature of your business so what's the one thing I hate doing accounts I have to do it I don't have any option I have to do it it's part of the nature of my business to have accounts um yeah so could that be a way of redressing the balance of energy drained and then having your energy restored over that one thing that you're getting paid for it I think that's a really interesting question um but in my opinion resentment should be avoided at all costs I think anything that brings resentment needs to stop and I just think it's a really good point to just say right write down you know three things right now that you resent yes just one two three and then next to those two things it's about then saying can I change anything about that what can change about that if it isn't something that I can control can I delegate it to somebody you know what are the possibilities around those things and just sort of looking at that and I think it's really interesting in that we realize you know with our phones or with our iPads or with our laptops like you have to keep them charged up right if you don't they turn off and then they take a while to get going again and I think it's the same for us with our energy banks you know in terms of recognizing that certain jobs drain us more than others and and that's going to look different for everybody so the same you know for example for me on my bike I, I can do you know a 25 mile bike ride and it's fine and somebody else might only be able to manage a 10 mile bike ride and and actually it's about saying that different things are going to be different for everybody so some things will drain other people more than others depending on your resources that you have and so it's about looking at those things really critically and just breaking it down and you know we're not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't do um we can give our experiences and our views on stuff but generally I think it does take time for you to sit down and really look at this stuff and quite honestly if you're not willing to sit down and look at that time then nothing's going to change um, and I think that's where we were coming from when we sat down and had a chat about this live. And that's why it's got the very funny title that it had, because actually sometimes you just it, have to stop fucking around and either do stuff or don't do it. But, you know, we can go round and round the houses a lot of the time with the same same things. Um, and so it's about sort of drawing a line in the sand and, and just getting some things down in, you know, concretely on a bit of paper. Um, and doing some of that work whether it's a brainstorming thing you know however you work um, but that's why you know this this there isn't a lovely little checklist at the end of this that you'll go away and everything will be different because you have to do the work yourself um, and this is a bit of a, a a little bit of a hand holding thing around it but you still have to kind of drill down a little bit so yeah I want I want uh, you after this to maybe go into the group and just put maybe okay the three things I resent are this you know and we'll, we'll do a prompting post after this for some of this stuff just so that you, I want you to bear that in mind as we go through it um rather than just coming on the live listening go away and then nothing changes so uh yeah that's my bit hmm. thank you what's on your t-shirt Zoe was it nothing changes if nothing changes that was what the t-shirt you had made um yeah okay so 
let's go to the next slide too. Fuck the patriarchy. Sorry if there are any children around. I did include swearing in this, hence the title. Um, I think this is something that we all know, but I think it's worth just acknowledging every now and then. The patriarchy patronizingly tells us you can have it all. Of course you can. Women now prove to us that you really can do it all with no rest, no help, no thanks and less pay. Feminism to me is knowing that we can have what we want, but not the way the patriarchy tells us to have it. But by choosing where we place our time and our energy, that's my power. So you can have it all if you want to, but you don't have to do it all at the detriment of your health and well-being. I think that's so worth saying in this kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so we talked resentment and we'll talk about it again in a second. But what do you really fucking love? What in your business or what in your life really lights you up? Are you prioritizing those things? What brings you life? What makes you happy? One of the joys of running our own business is that we get to work at our passion. Are you doing that? It's good business to do this. Our passion spills over, it's infectious. Do more fun stuff in business and in real life. Maybe the fun stuff is work stuff for you. Um, so for me at the moment, I am being very, very strict about my running schedule. Um, as in I will, I've blocked out in my calendar from nine until 10.30 every day, you can't book me. So that means I get to go for a run or I can do a workout. Um, and every Thursday I have blocked that completely out. You can't book me at all on a Thursday. Um, and I get to go and see, I'm choosing to go and see a friend on Thursdays. And yeah, that's really, really important for me. And it feels like it, it's having a knock on to my energy levels in my work. So actually if I'm being drained in my work area or something, as long as I've got those things in balance, it's okay. So they don't necessarily have to be completely related, but making sure that those things are prioritised is really important for me. Yeah, and I think um, I shared a post by Sophie Messenger in the group um, around this, about um, doing more outside of work. And actually, it can make you more productive during the time that you are working, um, you know, and actually having those things that you do that light you up and and sometimes that will be the work and this is going to be flexible this isn't going to be something that is set in stone for you know a year so it's very much looking seasonally maybe maybe termly if you've got you know kids in school etc that you sort of maybe plan ahead a little bit around that sort of right what can I plan in and it and it doesn't have to be as strict as right every Thursday I'm going to block it off um, but if that works for you then that's great it might be actually I'm going to give myself a different day off every week so I, you know it goes Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday just so you can mix things up if some friends can't be on a Thursday for example um, you know for me if if I, I always commit to my Monday bike rides and I do Tuesday night bike rides and if I haven't got anything on, I'll go again a bit more. But, um, you know, it, it, how it can be flex, it can flex is all I'm going to say around that, is that you can have things that are absolutely, like if there's a specific class, then obviously that's going to be more specific. Um, sometimes it's easier to do if it is that religious in that, you know, everyone knows the commitment is there. You put it on the family calendar, you've told people, they know it, you know. So there are other steps you still have to take to make these things happen. It's not just as simple as I'm going to do yoga on a Thursday at four. OK, so who's going to pick up the kids from school or who's putting the kids to bed or, you know, and then it's working with the people around you as a team to ensure that all of these things can happen. But a key part of that is absolutely communicating those things as well. So um, working out how you communicate that with people. 
um, very much, you know, between me and my husband, there are certain things that, that are given and there's some things that we don't have to ask each other. And sometimes we just have to say, right, you know, you're doing this rather than a, can you do this? <laughs> it's it, again, so that very much depends on the dynamic of your relationships. And, and if you have that support to, to lean on even, because obviously some people don't have that support. And then how do you get that? Um, there are always solutions and by all means use the group to sound out things like that if you're struggling with some of that aspect use the group but um but yeah I think it's really useful to work out where you can do those things and it is hard you know especially when you've got young kids I remember you know a year or two ago being really resentful and thinking about how can I do it well Paul gets in at seven okay so basically I'm going to disappear as soon as he walks in the door I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to work for an hour and a half um because that's what I need and if it's not working it's me scrolling or doing something else that's okay but actually where is their time and, and often there is time and if you haven't got more time how can you use it more productively um, but also stopping the self-chat when it gets a bit negative if you aren't using that time preciously you know because that's the whole you know patriarchy aspect isn't it so I think it can be wrapped up in a lot of the things but I, I really love Sophie's overarching message in the thing to say actually I protect my my time around those things and it's hard to do when you have scarcity right you're like well I need the money I need to do the work I must work every hour that someone says someone messages me saying they want a consult on the day I'm not available do I do it do I not do it what do I protect and and that's not always an easy thing to navigate um, but again that's what we're here for as a group isn't it Mm. love that I'm I'm writing notes as you're talking sorry to include in the reflection sheet so the next question what do you really fucking hate so this links to the whole resentment thing and I I really think that we totally should do this three things that we resent three things that we really hate what in your business do you hate doing be honest it's not a failing to drop something I think that's something I've had to really really work hard on it's not a failing I hated doing the cloth nappy library. We ran the cloth nappy library. I hated it. It was totally taking up far too much of my energy. It drained my life force out of me to do the cloth nappy library. And it just didn't really work with our mission. So we dropped it. It took a while, but we did, I did, I was like, I, I, this just doesn't work for me. Um, and also obviously COVID changed everything, but before COVID I was beginning to really hate how dancing was going. And it's something that I've not, picked up again since um all the lockdowns are finished but it, it wasn't working for me there was something in me that recognized there was discord in like just a missing yeah alignment with these things for me um why do you hate it is it because it's not your thing or because you need some kind of compensation for your time you need a top of energy elsewhere do you need help be honest i think that's so important um, which then leads to what could you actually give up? Outsourcing, automate. Um, I am a control freak. Apparently, my therapist told me so on last, last week. He suggested that perhaps I was trying to control everybody and everyone's happiness and taking on the responsibility of myself. So that's an interesting one I've had to come to terms with. But I'm coming to see that part of protecting my time and energy is the need to outsource something. So dealing with my control freakishness of, of myself. He didn't say it in quite that way. He was he was kinder. Um, he did also say, which this is a complete aside. He was like, maybe you're not always right, Kiara. And I was like, um, what's that? 
so that that was interesting to try and unpick that one um so for me outsourcing has happened i have outsourced i've paid someone significant money and i've outsourced my branding for the last six years i have hated my branding i cannot nail it i cannot choose colors i cannot pick a logo i hate my business name i hate all of it and i've finally just given up control and gone someone else do it i'm going to go with everything that you say you've listened to me you've completely understood me i'm going to go with it i'm so excited it's been an absolute relief because actually it was within my control to choose the right person. I'm still trying to control it, aren't I? Anyway, I'm so happy. So can you outsource things? Um, you love natural happy families. I know, and I, I, I'll never change it because I don't have an alternative name to naturally happy families, but I really hate it. It's fine. Um, yeah, so could you pay for something? That's what I've said to my friend, the, my IBCRC friend. I've said to her, look, if, if, um, if, social media is not your thing can you outsource it you can absolutely find someone i've suggested someone to her you could get them to just you could pay them a, a fee and get them to schedule six months worth of posts so you don't have to worry about it do that if that's your thing it's totally fine accountants i've got my accountant not that he does a huge amount but he does the main bits so you know pay for people if you can um or automation is there more that you could do to streamline your business more so for me it would be to make renewals easier my sling hire renewals would be easier set up automatic car payments for late sling hires because something i spend a stupid amount of my time doing is chasing chasing sling hires chasing late sling hires now there's two things there one i could automate things better and two i could deal with my mindset on this one which i'm sure zoe would say i i struggle with charging people for things and i struggle with putting that boundary in place and going look you're late and you need to pay me um rather than going hey could you please return the sling and actually i'm spending more time sending the nicey nicey messages going please can you bring it back than just going look this is the this is the process do this thing and that's that's my own head so okay so outsource automate and sort your own minds out that's what that one should say <laughs> um okay what energizes you how do you receive affirmation praise or a pat on the head that says good job you that sounds really patronizing i don't mean it to be so patronizing but i think i asked this to my friend the other day she's someone like she's so incredible at what she does and i thought she knew that about herself but she really really didn't she didn't see herself how everyone else saw herself so i was like what what is it that you could do how could you receive that for yourself do you remember, um, if you've been around for a while, we did the love languages. We chatted about love languages a little while ago. And I think this is sort of relevant here. What's your way of receiving that praise, that affirmation that you've done well? So for me, it's um, reading someone, sending in a review um, after a consultation. That is a big deal for me because they've taken the time to answer you know, they didn't have to do that. They could have just ignored the email, but they've taken the time to write that little sentence about how they felt about the consultation. That really matters. Um, or when I hear that someone has um, recommended me to a friend, you know, those kind of things. Like, what are the things that you, that gives you energy? How do you receive that? I think that's really worth identifying and then seeing if you can kind of boost that or make a record of it. I saw a lovely thing recently and it was a, every time you receive a review, stick it into um, a folder on your you know have a folder on your computer or your wherever and just um read it if you need a boost you know keep that folder and don't over don't overlook it really keep that so but what's your thing 
Yeah, and I would say um, a really good thing to do is um, maybe every every week to just do a, sort of like a gratitude list almost of, right, things that I feel good about this week. Um, you know, because part of me is like, yep, that's all great. We just need to be aware that we're not feeding it externally, right? That we're not constantly needing um, other people's approval for mm. being good. Um that we're not over reliant on that, that we can go, actually, I felt good about this. Um, this has been, you know, I am grateful for the sun on my face today. I am grateful for, you know, other things that are maybe not inherently linked to all of that stuff, if that makes sense. Um, and, and there are loads of papers and research on showing the power of gratitude um, on our brains and just actually, you know, waking up in the morning and just saying to yourself in your head three things that you're really grateful for on waking up or at some point in the day because it just reframes your entire outlook on the day it's like putting you know rose tinted glasses on slightly and actually if you're seeing the world through slightly rose tinted glasses you're going to appreciate things differently your behavior will be differently you will talk differently you will use different words and that's where the power is of kind of affirmations and gratitude is in the the shifting of your brain to be reframing things um, so that you don't go to that automatic negative self-talk all the time so that you can stop yourself you, because you're becoming more aware. Um, and, and really it's about knowing that just because you think something doesn't make it true. Um, and so sometimes, you know, analyzing a thought going, oh, well, is it my fault? Why do I feel that? Oh, that's interesting. What comes up for me there is I feel like it's my fault because and then going a little bit deeper on that and journaling maybe on that thought and going oh that's really interesting oh I feel that because and just drilling down and then having the power to stop those thoughts and change those thoughts um so it's really powerful because how we think shapes how we talk and how we talk impacts how we behave and, and affects everything in life so a lot of it comes down to how we think of those things and um yeah so as well as that, I think it's it's great to think about those love languages and what how you feel appreciated, um, because that is very different. Some people do it through within the acts of service or you know words or touch. Um, actually, can you do some of that stuff for yourself? If that makes sense. Mm. Uh, sustainability my husband and my therapist are constantly banging on about sustainability and I'm not really sure I know what it means but I do know what what happens when things are unsustainable for me um so yeah injury <laughs> burnout are my things um and we'll talk about self-sabotage in a minute which I think will come up with this same story but like last week I ended up being um yeah in a bit of a mess because I hadn't been eating quite enough and had been slightly over exercising so I'd kind of come off of the back of like ridiculous running a couple of weeks ago where I'd like smashed my 5k pb smashed my 10k pb it was just running really 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 fast all the time and then like last week and my husband's going you need to be really careful you're gonna get an injury you need to be really careful and I was like I feel great I'm fine I'm totally fine and then last week I went oh I don't feel so good um I hurt my foot I was just getting stitches when I was running I was like hoovering for a consultation I was just lying down halfway through the hoovering going I feel so awful um and I think for me that's that's where I've kind of gone oh this is unsustainable I need to sort this out we need to address this um 
and it's almost easy when it's like a physical thing isn't it like running you can kind of go well that that makes sense but injury or burnout can happen mentally as well as physically and can be totally related to our work so I think if we're honest with ourselves we probably know the answer to this is what you're doing sustainable um you don't have to answer that here you know here or in the group or anything but I think it's one of those questions that you could answer honestly and obviously there will totally be times where you're busier than other times but generally I think that's the point of sustainability isn't it that generally your general pattern of life is something that you can sustain is this sustainable is it manageable and is it healthy for you and only you know the answer to that and I think also what Zoe was saying about that can be flexible is really really important write these things in sand not carve them in stone we can change this this can be different for different people at different times and something that I've yeah just sort of been Madeline's been talking to me a little bit about this but definitely in terms of our hormones as well especially in terms of fitness things leaning into that understanding that a bit better is very interesting for energy and sustainability and then obviously rest which is clear I'm not very good at are you building in times of rest it is vital to avoiding overwhelm and the imbalance of work and life oh yeah so bad at this but what does rest look like for you um can we be building these things in as a standard not when we're broken so I remember when I um saw Steph who I did some business coaching with her and she would say your kind of ladder of success should be something that you're doing on a daily basis not when you've hit rock bottom and then you need to climb to the top but what are the things that you can be putting into place all day every day um not quite sure what I meant by walk cleaning shopping anyway yeah what are the things that you can do for rest for yourself again that looks totally different for different people um, and I think also there's been a lovely, certainly something I've seen on social media recently has been sharing the idea that rest doesn't have to be earned, but that that is just part of life, that you need that. And that's really, really important. Okay, boundaries. Do you have any? Get fucking serious about them. I think that sticking to and creating boundaries is fundamental to protecting your time and energy. Again, this is going to be what, works for you so could it be that you're only answering emails at a set time or only taking card payments that might that's my biggest boundary at the moment that I've um stuck to when people go can I pay by cash and I'm like nope no you can't you can only pay by card or you can pay by PayPal because I hate tracking cash it stresses me out no end I never get to the bank I'll end up borrowing it from the pot and writing myself an IOU and I find it very 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 stressful no only card payments. And then someone will go, I, someone turned up the other night at like seven o'clock at night wanting to switch their sling over, which was fine. And she went, I've got, I've got, I she needs to pay me 30 pounds, but I've got two 20 pound notes. I'm like, well, no, I don't have change for you right now. No, you're going to have to do it separate. So that's my boundary. I'm sticking to that. It makes me feel better. Sticking to your working hours, parenting. What are your parenting boundaries? Have an impact on my energy levels for sure. Family boundaries maybe hard to establish in the beginning yeah so my kids have discovered that there's a new boundary in our house which is we don't have dessert every day and that is very tricky for them basically they're just eating shit all the time and then we need to sort that out so yeah is there dessert tonight no there isn't um okay this is a big one does the dream need to wait or does something need to wait more big questions 
The danger of being in such a wonderful community like VIP or following business coaches online is, and I've certainly fallen into this recently, is that you can just be constantly telling yourself, I've got to do more. I need to be more. I need to earn more. I need to have more. I need to be doing more and more and more. Oh, I don't know what's happened to the presentation. Yeah, my, my laptop died. I'm uh, because I didn't go and get the laptop charger because I couldn't find it. So I'm just. Well, we will, I will put the presentation in the group as well later on. Um, but do you need to have more? Do are you happy with what you've got? Do you need to have more? And if the answer is yes, you need to have more. That's okay. But is that because that's something that you want, as opposed to because someone else is telling you you that you should? If that makes sense. Um. You know, I'm a big Glennon Doyle fan and I love her phrase, dripping with children. <laughs> if you're dripping with children with no help or childcare, that's okay. And she said, remembering that you have a soul right now is enough. So I've changed it to remembering that you have a dream right now is enough. So if everything is too much right now, but you have a dream and you have something that you want to do, but it's just too difficult to achieve at the moment, that's okay. And I think that's so worth acknowledging. It's not a failing, there is time. And then Zoe and I were talking and saying, what about if people don't have a dream or don't know what they want to do? That's okay. How do you feel? What feels good for you right now? I think that's something that's worth tuning in with. What feels in alignment to you at the moment? Okay. I think this is the last slide. So are you self-sabotaging? Yeah, I mean, I self-sabotage everything. I've already said I didn't eat enough week last week, so meant poor running. Um, are you charging enough for your work? Are you being strong enough with your boundaries? Yeah, marking real about this. What are the areas that you're self-sabotaging in and what steps could you put into place to change that, to almost create a safety net for yourself to avoid self-sabotaging and I realize these are ridiculously massive questions and yeah they can be quite difficult to answer to be honest but it's good to identify areas where we're self-sabotaging and figure out what the message is behind that so for me when I'm kind of going well I'm gonna like say last week I I was really tired I wasn't sleeping properly and I there was a day when I I was on the way home from school and I was like well it's a run day today so I'm gonna go for a run but I, all I want to do is go and sit down and have a cup of tea and just rest. I had a really busy day coming up. I'm, I just need to sit down and rest. That's what I'm going to do. And then I just kind of went in my head and went, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go for a run anyway, because you'll never regret a run. And you should always. And, and that's like the inside my head. I'm kind of acknowledging that those are the things that are coming up for me. That's what that's what the internal narrative is saying. You've got to go and do more. You've got to, and actually what I should have done was listen to how I was really feeling and then not self-sabotage. So yeah, thanks for um, coming to basically the reflections on my therapy sessions. <laughs> but I would also say like, it's really easy when we do then stop doing that and we recognize that we're self-sabotaging to then not judge ourselves and to not guilt ourselves and to, yes. and to let go and just be like, oh, okay, that's okay. That's what I'm gonna do. And to not be like, which your fault because you're shit and you should have gone for a run yesterday well you should have rested more today or you should have done that because this is the entire narrative that we have pretty much our whole lives because you know we need to feel shit so that we buy more crap essentially um to make ourselves feel better and actually there is a huge um 
huge, huge, huge value in actually stepping back and just not doing. And sometimes not doing is that is the power sometimes. Um, you know, and, and so I'm very much like sometimes if I if I don't feel like doing any work and I sit and I scroll, I don't then judge myself and be like, oh, you're an idiot because you wasted that time, right? It's about owning those choices, saying I made a conscious choice to decide to do that today because actually it was really useful for me because I needed to look at some stuff on social media that, that, that served me and, um, and that's okay. You know, because it's, it's that constant need to feel like we're doing justifiable things with our time. Um, and, and, and it's the same. I know when sometimes my in-laws take, you know, the kids out or, or do something. Think, right, I must, must clean the entire house, must do. Actually, do you know what? Don't. Go and have a bath, read a book, put some music on, eat some chocolate or whatever. And, and, and you know, maybe do that. Or maybe don't do the work. But I just think it's really aware. It's just being really, really aware of kind of those thoughts and around that and how it's it's because that goes into your soul and that affects everything so yeah that is the end of our presentation if anyone has any questions madeline thank you madeline you're there's a huge um you're a huge inspiration actually um and madeline was talking about this the other day as well so thank you and if anyone has any yeah any extra bits you want to share please feel free to um or any questions or thoughts otherwise that is the end. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all good. Thank you. Sorry, oh, I, hi. Hi, Hannah, who's not Gemma. <laughs> yeah, sorry, and really late, but I thought I'd pop in. That was really good. I'm looking forward to catch up and read the rest of the presentation. But um, what was the dripping with children quote? Oh, do you, you know Glennon Doyle? She wrote the she read the book Untamed, and she um, does the podcast. It's called We Can Do Hard Things. It's the best podcast ever. Please listen to it if you don't. And one of her phrases is, "If you're dripping with children," so she remembers being you know dripping with children, like basically if you just got children who are young and they drain you and they take all of your time and you can't do anything else. So that's her kind of thing. If you're dripping in children, yeah, that's um, where I am. That's where you are, literally dripping. Quite children. literally. I've just yeah. done my dog walk and listened to you thinking, yeah, I just need my husband to um, pick up some of the slack, really, with the kids. But he's not going to. Yeah, and I was thinking that applies to Gemma probably more than me right now. But um, I did think oh, I'll tell her that because that uh, is where she's at too. <laughs> I think, yeah, parking some of the frustration is a really powerful thing to do. And someone commented yesterday, because I'm supposed to be doing a, like a sling walk thing, and they want to do it on a Tuesday morning. I'm like, yeah, but I swim on a Tuesday morning. That is my allocated, I, I always do that. So now I'm trying to find someone to look after Jesse in a, on a Tuesday afternoon so that I can still swim. Otherwise, I can't do the sling walk. It's like tension. Like, I really want to do the sling walk. It's tricky. Mm. Mm. It, it is, but I think it is about re really having to be realistic. And do you know what? Yeah, you are not going to fundamentally be able to change your husband. <laughs> like no, 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 he is who he is, and it's working totally. Yeah, you have to, and and His use other to avenues. Any 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 request for help is that he earns the money, and everything else is my responsibility. 
and um, I married into that and therefore um, I've got to lie down in the bed that I made. Um, but it doesn't, but, you know, but he protects his hour in the pub after work every night. And when he comes home late, I am really resentful because yesterday he, he, he sort of threw back at me that he'd been working really hard. And I'm like, yeah, let's see what you look, look like after 12 hours of looking after a one-year-old. But it's, it's like a perpetual argument. It, so there's no point putting any energy into it. I just, I think I just need to take some of the money he earns and pay for childcare with it. Yes. Or a cleaner or something. Yes. That's yeah. the right answer. Yes. Yeah. Take yeah. that money and say, okay, well, if that's your contribution okay. to this family is money, then I will use and, the money to And his way me. of showing that he loves May is to buy her stuff. So my house is burgeoning with stuff that I want to get rid of, but I'm not allowed to, apparently, because it's May stuff. But I'm not allowed my... Oh, my God. It's just like... Ugh. Yeah. Generally, I am happy in my life, though. <laughs> I just, like, always bitch and whinge about the same thing. So I've kind of looked to let go of it, really. But you're um, still you're welcome to bitch and moan about it. That's what uh, we're here for too. And also, oh, I, I don't know. I think I hear some eye rolling as well. <laughs> I think the bitching and moaning part is important because I think part of like like by bitching and moaning, moaning you get you talk about and you understand your frustration. I, and then you yeah, start- I'll tell you what I do resent though is when he diminishes what I do and calls it my sling shit. And um, oh, that was what he said. He said he would take. What I've earned out of things this year and give me that money so I could stop doing that and pay more attention to the children. And I was oh. just like, fuck you, just fuck you, you know, because I did a couple of conversations last week. I had a really lovely review and it lifts me up and it's, it's part and parcel of who I am. It's not about, it's literally not about the money. You know, it makes me feel better about being stuck looking after a one-year-old because I could send her to nursery if I wanted to. I don't want to, but I need something for myself, I think. Yeah. I do think a lot of what you were saying, I was nodding along going, yeah, I've, I've put a lot of that in place, but I can't, um, I can't change my husband's personality. So that, there's that constant argument where I go, actually, no, I don't agree with you. And I just carry on my own sweet way. He wants me to do I, admin to his company and I'm like, it's boring. Just pay someone else to do it. I don't want to do it. So that's a fun argument. Yeah. And then also, I think that sometimes in life, there are like subtle changes. So you won't change your husband, but he might come home on time from the pub or something. And that little He does more, to be fair, actually. Yeah, yeah. We have... So it's not like years, you need a complete have... life overhaul. It's like actually something small might make a big difference. Yeah. No, and it has. It has, you know, but um, it's those times when it all goes out the window, generally when he's stressed, but... Um, yeah, it's all fun and games. But on the on the and nice I, part, I've got a nice life, so I can't really moan. You know, I think you are entitled to moan, no matter how good or bad you think your life is. I don't. I think you can still yeah. have moments that you want no, to that's moan. True. That's completely fine, yeah. and you don't need to. You don't need to qualify or justify your moaning by then saying, "But it's all okay, really." Because if there are things that are not okay, that's that's fine. You're allowed to say that. But I do, I do love yeah. the idea of just going, do you know what? If his contribution is financially and there are things that you need help with, then get I just those, need to get the help. Know, just get the help. If that's, yeah. if that's, you know, whatever. And actually while we were doing this, I texted Jesse's godmother to say, could you have Jesse one Tuesday afternoon of the month so that I can go as well? So, yeah. Only because Jesse hates going in, don't you? 
She hates the crash at the moment. <sighs> Just want mummy, don't you? Oh, good job. You're cute though. <laughs> yeah, it helps when they're cute. <laughs> yeah it really does right I've just got to go and climb a gate so I'm just gonna... <laughs> I do think it's quite interesting though because it's definitely something I've seen within kind of a certain age a certain point in our lives as women where you actually go I'm not putting up with shit anymore actually um I'm I'm not gonna stay and it was really interesting I read a thing the other day about how um a lot of things about men when it comes to money is all about control. It's not actually about the money, it's about the control aspects. Oh. Um, and that's yeah. why. And that's that's what I really hate about Charlton actually is, is that it's like, it is that control thing. Um, and sort of trying to limit what I do but based on him being the breadwinner, it, it drives me insane. But it's another one of those, it's like, I always say, he's 1950s man, isn't he? You know, it's that, that is his attitude. But it, yeah, it makes me so angry. But that's just Madeline, 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 were you going to jump in? I feel like we kind of keep stopping you. Oh, it's not that important. I was going to say, I was going to say, I also like, you know, I always listen to these talks and, you know, um, and whenever I'm sort of thinking about this and then it's, I get this really, I, you get to that stage where you think, oh yeah, I really need to do all these things and I need to write all my frustrations and I need to, I need to do all that more. And actually I started doing this 15 months ago and the thing I've really learned is you just can't make all of those changes at once. And it really is an iterative process I've sort of found and about doing and like focusing on an area and, and then and acknowledging like if you like, so 15 months ago when we were chatting about this, I started focusing on, um, well, initially it started as my weight and then it became so much more than my weight because it really wasn't about my weight. It was about how I felt about me and what I was eating and everything and sleeping and all of those things but that's like almost too much so you sort of focus on one and then like let it grow and then let it grow and let it grow and then acknowledge the other things that have knock-ons but don't try and always just take on all of the changes all at once because that's how you just spiral out of control and also know that you are going to make the wrong choices like you are going to sometimes end up picking the wrong thing like you spend the day scrolling and instead of feeling guilt about that, being like, okay, I did spend the day scrolling. I did it. It's the past. Um, you know, and as you say, can I have changed that? Why did it happen? Was it because I was just so fucking knackered I needed to spend the day scrolling? Um, you know, and, and, and that, that slow iterative process. And then I think, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying about letting go of that guilt. Because I think even, even with these, where you are sort of trying to think and trying to reduce the guilt and try and use your time better it, you're still going to make mistakes most of the time I and still get frustrated a lot of the time and I think yeah I just wanted to sort of like add that because I, I always I would think listen to these things and go oh yeah I'm going to make all these changes and then almost set myself up to fail with it again and be like yeah okay so I'm going to pick this thing think about this thing anyway. No, that's interesting because actually yes. when I do our um, bike ride coaching on our rides that we do I ride with other women and um we'll often say as we're going you know just focus on one thing that you need to, to on this trail that you're focusing on so whether that's flat pedals or elbows up or you know look ahead just pick one thing and it might be that you pick that one thing every trail or it might be that you you feel like actually I've got that I'm going to do the second thing 
you know or you pick that one thing and that's the one thing for weeks but actually just pick one thing because there's so many things that you need to do in order to get best to be better on a bike for example but you can't do them all at once because your brain is overthinking everything and then you mess everything up <laughs> so yeah we do we just do that whole just pick one thing <laughs> That's so interesting. I'm like, I'm going to do it all in one go. Let's fix everything today. Yeah. Don't do that. I think um, like something we've discussed also before is like language is quite important. And so for Emma, uh, she's still there, um, it was like being able to speak Charlton's language and say, obviously he does stuff for the kids. So if you use that language, like, oh, this is for the kids, this is better for them, then that would also like work and it's, about setting boundaries and self-care like I've got a new hoodie and I don't know oh, if any that's nice. sorry Kiara it's not from you <laughs> but I recommend these look thumb holes and super cozy and um that was just comfort so yeah doing something that speaks to you and what speaks oh is that one of um, the carrying matters ones no it's not? not actually it's a dotty d one but um, it's just, it's, it's probably like an early birthday present to myself, but I just- My slinky one really is add still those. waiting for me to- Sorry. Sorry. I need to add those, that type of hoodie to my hoodie offering. <laughs> That's lush, yeah, the hood on that well. is amazing. It looks really nice. Yeah, it's a high neck one. It, only limited colors available, but um, it would be really good to have a a sling library one as well uh what were you saying Emma? before that i don't remember you're right about speaking his language though and turning it around and just i mean i've always found that with men like if you let them make let them think it's their idea you know like drop something into conversation then a couple of weeks later they come back thinking it's their idea that works quite well yeah, I've I'm never so got the hang of that. I really do need to, because Gus is so stubborn. He's yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. yeah, just like drift it in there with no kind of like not trying to make anything happen. And then very often, a couple of weeks later, it gets repackaged, which is always good. Or, or repeating it, repeating it, dropping it in and repeating it a few times, because then I, that's how I managed to get us to move to America. Um, the first time <laughs> I mentioned it, Dave was like, no fucking way and then i so i didn't mention it again for like six, for four months and then i just dropped it into conversation again very easily and he didn't really react and then the third time he said uh, another four then another four months later at the third time i dropped it in he went i've been thinking about this and i think we should move to america and i was like wow so yeah just you know just dropping it in eventually yeah. in their brains Yeah. I'm now distracted looking at hoodies. I don't think I can get one like that that's organic. That's annoying, isn't it? Hmm. Keep looking. It's good that you have your principle, though, that that's what you do. You know how. I know. But now I want one of those hoodies because they look amazing, Hannah. <laughs> they look really nice. And with mm. the oxytocin, it looks really good. Love it. It's really nice. Very nice. Right, lovely people. I think that kind of, um, yeah, comes to the end of our lovely live. Well, I'm gonna finish writing up this reflection sheet and we'll do a 
we'll do a, a little reflection sheet for people to do. And Zoe's task of write three things that you resent. We'll do that in the group as well. Well, I think it's That's just about like really like the name of this is just really, really key is like actually just be fucking real because like some things are just not going to be possible. If you are home, home educating your 12 children and you are wanting <laughs> to run a viable business, you know, by doing flings on the side, it's probably not going to happen. Like actually, as much as we are, you know, we're welcoming and we tell everybody we can do everything. Like sometimes some things just aren't possible. And I think we've all seen as our businesses evolve and our children and our life shifts, things move and shift a bit like tectonic plates, you know? And I think that's what this is. And this isn't something that you just do once and that's it, it sticks. It's just recognizing that these things change and they're very flexible and actually coming back to, do I have time? Do I have mental space? Do I have, you know, the skills? Do I have the want or the need or the love anymore to do this? And, and sometimes the answers are gonna be different to maybe what you expect. Cause we often do the whole, Oh, it'll be better when, you know, it'll be better when my children are at school. Actually, by the time your children are at school, maybe you're not quite so passionate about children and infants and carrying, or maybe you are. Do you know what I mean? It's very individual. Um, and so it's just to be recognizing that. Yeah, it's not, we're not telling you you can't do it. We're just saying maybe, maybe think about it, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Okay, lovely people. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. See you all soon. Sign up to Elf, the, um, the Secret Santa thing if you haven't. I see anything. Do that. <laughs>